Welcome to 49ers After Dark. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Jesse Naylor. The title of the show is, Is Jed York Flirting with Jim Harbaugh? This might seem out of pocket or out of left field, but if you don't know, Jim Harbaugh is going to be at the game on Sunday. Kind of a big game. Niners are underdogs, and Jim Harbaugh and his 2012 team is going to be there. I'm surprised considering all the bad blood that there was, used to be between him and Jed, Jed York. This feels like an olive branch. It's been 10 years, and um, I think it's very interesting, especially the timing, although I don't think it's something the Niners planned. But what do you make of this reunion, and is Jed York flirting with Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> I don't know necessarily if he's flirting with Harbaugh, but it definitely seems like he's really open to mending those fences. I think when he looks back at that time, things change. You get older, you mature, you reflect on things. And I've got to imagine after Balky left mm-hmm. that in doing some reflection, he realized I let go of the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. I just got rid of the wrong guy here. I should have kept Harbaugh. There was no reason for it. We had these down years that absolutely could have been avoided. And, you know, now they've got a group of guys in Lynch and Shanahan that they believe in and have done a good job. But Harbaugh was doing some really amazing things. And so I think for him, this is his way of kind of righting that wrong and extending that olive branch. I don't think he's flirting, although it is weird timing. I'll say that. It is definitely weird, (laughs) weird timing at the very least. I mean, I can't help but think that Jim Harbaugh is going to get a just a standing ovation. I I can't imagine. It's going to be the loudest cheer we've heard in a very long time. He's going to be the king of Levi Stadium. Meanwhile... Kyle could get booed if they lose. I'm not saying they're going to lose. They could definitely win this game. But if they lose, Kyle could get booed at home while Jim Harbaugh is getting cheered. I put out a a poll today um, saying, who would you rather have coach the 49ers, Shanahan and Ryans or uh, Harbaugh and and Fangio? Who's available? It was close, but most people said Harbaugh and Fangio. And look, if the Niners Niners don't win the Super Bowl, if this season comes up short um, and Jed York is feeling like he wants to replace Kyle Shanahan. That's tough. You because everyone's you, you can't go back to Chip Kelly and, and Jim Tom Sula. That's true, and maybe people would feel a little uncomfortable bringing someone un, unproven. But if he were to bring back Jim Harbaugh and Vic Fangio, fans wouldn't be mad. Media wouldn't criticize him. In fact, he'd be a hero. Uh, I could see it from his perspective. Could you see it from Harbaugh's? I mean, would that? It would Never. be kind of interesting. Let me make the case real quick. Let me make the case real quick. They ran him off, but for them to come back to him 10 years later and be like, we were wrong. We need you. I mean, couldn't he be like, okay, if you put it like that and you give me $15 million a year, let's talk. (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I won't say never, but I think the likelihood of that is so small. Harbaugh says it's all good, but Harbaugh's also the type that would be you know what, I'm going to wait for that position in, in Arizona to open up with that young quarterback that I know is already legit, and I'm going to I'm gonna go rip your heart out twice a year just to show you that you really screwed it up, and I want you to do it with the coach that you have now. He's that type of guy, I feel like. Do you think Harbaugh could win a Super Bowl with this roster? Ooh. I don't know because I don't know if this roster, this current He's roster, never won. He's never won. Right, and that's that's just it. I also don't know if this roster is tailor-made for him either. That, that defense, the one thing about that defense, Grant, is it was extremely tough. Now, this defense is good. It's athletic. But that defense had some hitters on it. And I felt like that team – that swagger that that team had really fit his personality. Mm-hmm. I don't think this team fits his personality. I think this team fits Kyle's personality. And I think mm. those are psychological things that are overlooked a little bit. And to your point, it's not like Harbaugh won a Super Bowl. It's not like nope. Harbaugh left here winning multiple rings. Hasn't so, won in Michigan. Hasn't won a national title. Right. He's Frankly, he's I, does I would say I, I, I'm not, I, I wouldn't want Harbaugh back. Um, he might be a better coach than Kyle. But if the Niners are going to move on from Shanahan, the guy I'm interested in, and it's early. The guy's only been like an offensive coordinator for six weeks. But the guy I'm most interested in is Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. I mean, he has developed 
everyone wants Trey Lance to be the next Josh Allen. Well, well, Ken Dorsey developed Josh Allen, and he developed Cam Newton into an MVP player. Cam Newton was good before Ken Dorsey got there, but Ken Dorsey made him an MVP player. And he's now making Josh Allen an MVP player. And he took the offense that Brian Dayball made and made it better. And if Brian Dayball's a good coach, well, he's part of the Brian Dayball tree. It kind of feels like if Dayball is Mike Holmgren, Ken Dorsey could be the Andy Reid. I'm just saying, the thing about drafting, not drafting, but hiring an offensive coach, I think where the Niners may have erred with Kyle Shanahan, you're not hiring a system. Systems come and go. They're fads. They get figured out. You want a guy who can identify the right quarterback and develop him. End of story. Bill Walsh did that, and he did it before he got to the 49ers. He did it. Uh, he, he made Dan Fouts a better quarterback, and he, what, what Kenny Anderson, whoever it was in, in Cincinnati, he did it multiple times. What you want is the guy who can develop the quarterback. That's what Andy Reid does. He was around Brett Favre. He did it with Donovan McNabb. He did it with uh, Patrick Mahomes. And you have Trey Lance. And either you trust Kyle Shanahan to develop Trey Lance or you find someone else who can do it. That's why I'm a little hesitant of just saying hand the team over to D'Amico. Like, I, have another, I have another name to throw out that a lot of people aren't thinking about. My boy Marco actually put me onto this, and I love the idea because I think his timeline might fit better with the 49ers, assuming that they move on from Kyle. In my opinion, they're not moving on from Kyle this year. They're just not. If they do it, they're going to do it after next year. This person, it was also a former quarterback. He actually was the offensive quality control coach for the Kansas City Chiefs in 2017 when they drafted Mahomes. Then was his quarterback coach in 2018 and 19 and 20 and 21. And now is the offensive coordinator for the Giants. That's Mike Kafka. Hmm. He's a good name too. That's it. Yeah, there's so many options. So many options, which is why I feel like Kyle Shanahan better get his stuff together. <laughs> there are options. Kalba says, let's be honest, what we loved about both Harbaugh and Shandy is that they had have great defenses. That is true. That's 100% true. The difference, though, is that Harbaugh was a CEO. He wasn't a play caller. He That's was true. the CEO of the team. So although Ky- although you know Harbaugh was a quarterback, his offense wasn't the most explosive or what have you. It did put up points, but wasn't the most explosive at times. Shanahan is an offensive guru. That's why he was hired, and he does call the plays for the offense. So it's a little bit different, in my opinion. Okay, I got a bonus topic. Um, this is, Jesse doesn't know about this. But I, since we're talking about coaches, the thing about Kyle Shanahan is he's a scheme coach. And for the last five, six, seven years, his scheme has been pretty much the most um, lauded scheme in, in the NFL, him and McVay. And it, it, they've populated the entire league. And uh, they, they sort of have different gimmicks. <clears throat> McVay was all about three wide receiver offenses with the jet sweep. It was a one-back running game, and he was he was like the most successful three-wide receiver run-back, one-back running game ever because of that jet sweep thing, and he sort of tricked defenses for a while because he was going against nickel defenses that are more prepared to stop the pass. And once people figured out, like, hey, man, he's just running on you, they stopped, you know, honoring that that three-wide receiver jet sweep stuff and shut his—he hasn't had a run game in years. Kyle's been different. Kyle is more of a, a two-back uh, offense, but he's his whole thing is pre-snap motion. Most of the league does it like half the time. He does it 90% of the time. And so I had a, 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 a his offense isn't working this year. Why? I had a coach call me this week and he, and he was, started asking me like rhetorical questions. He was like, okay, what does almost every Kyle Shanahan play start with? I'm like, motion. Um, motion. He was like, right, that's right. And, and why does he do this? I'm like, well, he's trying to get the defense to have a communication lapse. Correct, right? Because if you do it, if there's 65 plays in a game, you do it 55 times. That's 55 opportunities for one player, on one of 11 players, to mess it up. And when they do, that's when you get those long runs. And those when the Niners get long runs, they win. So he's saying his theory was it seems like defenses have figured out that it's better to just line up and play than to try to adjust with the 49ers pre-snap. Because you can't be perfect with that communication stuff. And and frankly, Kyle wants you to try to adjust and, and play that game with him. Just freaking line up and play and live with the consequences. And so this year, when the Niners use motion, they're averaging 5.8 yards per play. And when they don't use motion, they're averaging 5.53. 
So it's pretty similar. Last year when they used motion, they got 6.2 yards per play. When they went to the Super Bowl, they got 6.2 yards per play with motion. It was their cheat code. Now, I mean, it's just not giving them the same benefits that it did in the past. And now Kyle needs to be innovative. That's the that's what's going on right now. Yeah, I think the problem with Kyle's scheme is that he's unwilling to deviate from Kyle's scheme. Right. And that that includes players. Right. When you look at the 49ers, one of the biggest issues I have or I guess suggestions that I would have if I was running things or or in the building would be to try something new. Yeah. You have two young running backs on this team that are explosive or have showed to be explosive. One of them, you went out on a limb and picked very high in the third round after you had just done that the year prior. Yet you are so stuck on these veterans getting snaps. Why is that? What's the worst that can happen? Grant, if they play those other running backs, the worst that can happen is they're unexplosive and they have a fumbling issue. Well, that's exactly the problem you have now. So the worst that can happen is they are exactly as bad as the players you have currently playing. So So why aren't you willing to deviate, even if they don't know your system the best? Because he's not flexible. Again, let's 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 stick with Kyle Shanahan's scheme. When I when I when you think of Kyle Shanahan's scheme, is the quarterback in the shotgun or under center? Well, lately it's been more shotgun. Traditionally, yeah, traditionally. It's all about under center so you can get the uh, the play action, right? Let me give you some splits this year, all right? This year, when the 49ers are under center, they're averaging 4.3 yards per play, 3.8 yards per carry, and their completion percentage is 53. When they're in the gun, they're averaging 6.7 yards per play and 5.7 yards per carry, and they're completing 62% of their passes. That is a ridiculous split. Like his scheme is not working, but when they get in the gun and let Jimmy do his thing, all of a sudden, that's crazy to me. Kyle, let it go. It's not working anymore. And what happened was it week three when Jimmy said your plays suck, man. Well, <laughs> this year they seem to. I'm on Jimmy's side a little bit, man. I'm just saying. I th- I'm just saying. I also think what I think kind of plays into that a little bit as well is that when you when you go in motion. It's yes, it's to throw the defense off, but it's also to have them give you a tell so that your quarterback knows what's coming ahead of time. That's that's the hope. Are we in man? Are we in zone? Jimmy playing in shotgun helps him read those things. So he's not up under the center figuring things out. They're saying your voice is too low. Can you turn up your gain a little bit? I can. Yeah. Sorry. This is the first. We're trying to get Is it better? I think that's better. Okay. I think that's better. It's a new, it's a new mic, so yeah. I can mess with the gain and do whatever I got to do. You guys, let me know what you guys yeah. are seeing or hearing. Yeah, you let me know. Like, let us know if we're on the same. Yeah, thing. Jesse's volume is too low. Yes. Or Grant's is too high. Okay. Where's my snare? Somebody said. <laughs> Somebody, let right. me know in the chat if we're better. I think that's better. All right. All right. This is. Let's talk about the 49ers. Why? And I don't know where you're going with this one. So break it down. Okay, let me let me pull it up. Sorry, I got got distracted. They say it's still if they say it's still too low. Why don't you crank that soldier boy like eight notches? Okay, how about now? Is that better? That's a lot better, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll yeah. we'll mess with it. You guys keep yeah. telling me how it sounds and we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. So you know I'm into psychology, right? Yeah. And I was looking at an article from 2019 when the 49ers were, what are, what are people saying? Oh, perfect. Okay, we're good. Yeah. All right. So I was looking at an article from 2019 when the 49ers made a Super Bowl. And I found something really interesting. John Lynch, when he first came, had taken basically a, a business course at Stanford. Mm-hmm. And he used some of those things from that course when implementing his front office with the 49ers. And one of the things that he felt was very important that he learned from that course is that you have to have a mission statement. Mm -hmm. And this is a mission statement that basically you come up with as a front office and it trickles down through the team. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to read the mission statement to you and what the pillars are to that. It's, it's short. And then we're going to talk through this for a minute. So 
here's what what the mission statement was that him and Shanahan came up with. Our nucleus of dedicated players will reestablish the 49er way and lead our organization back to the top of the NFL. These players will represent our core values and beliefs in both their talent and their spirit. Hmm. It goes on to say that Lynch and Shanahan agreed that the players they drafted would have to exhibit both talent and spirit, which further defined in a short list of bullet points under the vision. For example, they looked for players who showed contagious competitiveness and mental toughness, as well as willingness to protect the team. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the first question that, that came to my mind was, how does this play into the locker room? And I ask that because the 49ers are currently losing. And there have been a lot of reports of rifts and, and things that are out there where some of the teammates wanted Jimmy, some of the players wanted Lance, and so forth. But I found this interesting, and you quoted this today, and Kittle did say this on Sunday after the game. He said, we have a standard that we play at. We play at a very high level, a lot of energy, 100% effort on every play. And I don't know if we gave that today at every position. That, to me, is a leader in the locker room echoing exactly what that mission statement is for the team. And so that, to me, was encouraging because I feel like we're seeing early glimpses, at least at 3-3, three and three, that this locker room has not at all been lost by Kyle Shanahan. I think those things are very important. What do you think about that? Hmm. Interesting. That's how you interpret George Kittle's statement saying that the team didn't play hard enough and didn't live up to his standards, that, that Kyle hasn't lost. A, I, I actually interpret it 100% op opposite. Okay. The Walk fact that, 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 Kyle, that George Kittle would come out and say, we didn't play hard enough, that's a condemnation of the coach. Who's in charge of that? The coach. Yes. What he essentially said is our head coach didn't get us up to play this game, or or, or we he didn't say our head coach didn't get us up. We weren't we weren't up to play this game. I was, but a lot of the the young guys weren't. Well, you know he's not explicitly blaming Kyle, but anyone can figure out that that's Kyle's responsibility. And he took them to West Virginia, and he thought that was going to be the best course of action to get them ready to play very hard against Atlanta. But for whatever reason, George Kittle felt they didn't play hard enough. And that's why the next day when on the conference call, when, a, when someone asked Kyle, hey, what would you think of what George said about the team not playing hard enough? He was like, you know, respectfully, I disagree with that. Because if he were to agree with that, he'd be opening himself up to, well, how come your team didn't play hard enough? Isn't that your job? So to me, that's a shot at the coach. And I wasn't surprised that, that Kyle Shanahan respectfully disagreed with him. Well, I'm going to say this. The reason that I don't, this is the reason I'm taking it opposite, is what he's saying from the expectations of him as a player and a leader in that locker room falls in line with exactly what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch expect from this organization. That's the reason that they drafted every player on this team, according to what they're laying out. So for him to say that, that tells me he knows what the expectation is, which is great. And he's holding people accountable. I also am not surprised that Kyle said, well, I, I disagree with that. I think good coaches don't air players out in the public. And that's something that I've had issues with Kyle in the past. The fact that he didn't air people out in the public, I think is, is signs of growth in my opinion. Fair. Um, I guess the only reason I said this is what Kittle essentially, what Kittle essentially said was we were flat. It was a trap game. We were flat. We, we didn't give it our full effort. I remember three years ago when they lost to Atlanta at home. After the game, Nick Bosa said, we were flat. He said those words. And then um, we asked Kyle Shanahan about it, and he was like, I didn't see that. A head coach will never admit to his team being flat because that is a self-condemnation. A coach would rather plead the fifth, fifth, than say my team was <laughs> flat that day. Because if there's one job you have as a head coach is to make sure that doesn't happen. So that's all I'm saying. And I, we don't know. 
We don't know one way or another because we're not in that locker room. But it's funny how we can take the same thing and interpret it opposite ways. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's yeah. what's great is that I yeah. think a lot of people would interpret this the opposite way. Okay, so this the follow-up question I have for you is they said that they want to restore the franchise to the 49er way. How do you interpret that? That was coming off the heels of <laughs> of that the Harbaugh Balky stuff, you know, and which is funny. This 2012 reunion, Ray McDonald's gonna be there, Alden Smith's gonna be there. Maybe it's like, whoa, uh, time has passed. It's been 10 years, but those guys were like notorious. I mean, they were they did stuff that if they did that today, they would be canceled, canceled. Um, so I think Jed wanted to get rid of that culture. And have, you know, it was it used to be winning with class. I think, was it? I think he wanted that. And I think that Kyle and, and John were playing into that. We're not okay. going to draft people who are, we're not going to sign people who are going to be, you know, assaulting their teammates. Remember when Ahmad Brooks uh, hit L- Lamar Divins with a yeah. with a bottle? Yeah. Because Lamar Divins wouldn't give him his, car, his keys because he felt Ahmad, I don't, allegedly was too drunk to drive. I don't remember. <laughs> too intoxicated. Yes, allegedly, yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Anyway. They're okay, that's that's interesting because yeah. when I when I interpret the 49er way, I interpret it as winning, getting back to being the model franchise in the NFL. Oh, winning. Yeah, good call. There's that too. So it well, either way, so I yeah. guess my question, regardless of how you interpret it, do you feel like they've delivered on what they set out to do, which is restoring the 49er way? Not until you get that ring, baby. Sorry. And right. you know what? Neither did Harbaugh. Neither that's did fair. Mariucci, none of them, um, until you win that ring. And I think that's why Kyle's been given so much rope uh, locally is because his dad was the offensive coordinator for the team that won the last Super Bowl with the 49ers. I mean, that's 25, 27 years ago. Those are positive memories. And his dad was part of that. Kyle wasn't. Well, he was. He was a ball boy. I take it back. Ball boy in that team. So, okay, I'm just saying I- I agree that they have not restored the 49er way, but I don't necessarily associate it with championships because championships are hard to win. I don't care who you are. And we just, we talked about Harbaugh. He did a fantastic job, Grant, but he didn't deliver a championship either. That's true. Yes, you ultimately do need to deliver a championship. I have no doubt about that. You can't stick around forever if you're not doing that. But if they can put together some good seasons and make deep runs, I think Harbaugh did restore the 49er way, in my opinion, because every season as a fan, I will tell you this, I was confident that that team was going to steamroll and make it to the playoffs and make a deep playoff run. I'm not confident in this regime right now to do that in back-to-back seasons because I haven't seen it. Nah, to me, the the, the 49er way – in the 80s and 90s was when you got to the Super Bowl, you won it. End of story. 5-0. and Then Harbaugh got there, and they, like, took on a huge deficit to start the game, had to claw their way back, and they got down to the seven-yard line and were unprepared. And then the Niners, uh, with Kyle, they had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter and blew it. Like, that's not the hard, that's not the Niner way. But maybe maybe my definition of the Niner way is too lofty. But that no, that's, was just that's embarrassing. Totally, but but I, I do agree yeah. with you that that's they like haven't the, done it. That's like what the Bengals do in the in the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah, the Bengal way. You know, well, we were in the Super Bowl and we had a chance, but now they're champions. But we were in the game, and it's a very yeah. painful memory. Like that's that's the Bengal way. I don't I know. It. I feel one it. day. Okay, so we both agree they haven't restored the 49er way, but for different reasons. All right, go ahead and go to the next one. I have another question for you, and I I think that. You know, we can go off of this, but go ahead. Read, read some Super Chats. All right, we, California Bear says, been a wild week roasting Kyle ready for Sunday. And then he says, are you going to talk about Harbaugh in the reunion? We've been talking about it. Did you miss it? So we let off. Well, he might have because it sounds like my mic was pretty low. <laughs> Sorry about that. Heard they're, honoring, heard they're honoring the 2012 team on Sunday. Might explain why Harbaugh's in town. Yep, I, that's the reason. Hey, Dad, thank you very much. That was very nice of him. He's coming over for dinner tonight. What's up, Pops? What's up, pops? All right, let's talk about Debo Samuel. Hold on, downs. I got one more. I got one oh, more. Oh, okay. Topic all, right, on all right, all right, all right. I got right. one more. Just one more thing. Okay. So I think the way that Harbaugh ran things versus the way that Shanahan runs things is hurting Shanahan in the eye of in the eyes of fans. And here's what I mean. You remember the the little mantra, "Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Everybody loved mm-hmm. that." 
But when he said, who's got it better than us, I think fans gravitated to that. And they said, well, us, that's that's us too. Like, we're the fan. Yeah, yeah we're a part of yeah. this. Nobody's got it better than us. And I think Harbaugh did a great job of making everybody feel included in that. And so I think that there's some nostalgia towards Harbaugh, especially when Shanahan isn't winning. And when I go back to their mission statement and what they made, and by the way, this hangs above their locker room, protect the team. That tells me that's everybody in that locker room. That's everybody in the organization. We protect our own at all costs, but that doesn't include you, the fan. So Shanahan, in my opinion, where he's gone wrong a little bit is he hasn't included the fans in what they're doing the way that Harbaugh did. And I think that's why there's a lot of nostalgia towards Harbaugh and not as much love towards Shanahan when things aren't going well. That's my personal opinion. Here's the biggest reason that why Shanahan's stock is down, though. It's because he's outgaining opponents by a yard and a half per play. Per play. And he's 3-3. Three and three. Like, Harbaugh didn't do this stuff. Harbaugh won most of the time. Now, he didn't win the Super Bowl, but he didn't beat himself like three turnovers last week and you lost to Atlanta. Harbaugh didn't do stuff like that. Kyle, like, they have a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense in terms of yards per play allow, allowed and, and, and gained. And they're 3-3. Three and three. They can't beat anyone other than Carolina outside the division. Like It's very frustrating. Very frustrating to the point where he looks amateurish at times. I think that's why people are remembering Harbaugh as the good old days and kind of like forgetting the reasons why he wasn't perfect either. But Kyle does some stuff where it's like, man... You don't know how to win. You don't know how to win consistently. Harbaugh knew how to win consistently. This, this Kyle is just as, as likely to beat himself that week as he is to beat the opponent. And it's like, which Kyle's going to show up? I don't. He, he might be. He absolutely might beat the Chiefs this week, and then turn around and lose to McVay the next week. I mean, who the hell? We don't know. It's crazy. It's it's know. inconsistent. I, it's inconsistent. It's, you know what? What's funny is a lot of people. It, it seems like people choose sides on this, which I understand. That's the way it always ends up working out. We can't love both. We got to we got to pick which one we love here. But a lot of people talk about how it was. Un, it's unfair to compare them because Shanahan, his first two years, was rebuilding the team. If you remove those first two years, his winning percentage is still seven percent less than Harbaugh's. Mm -hmm. And if you take his two best seasons, so his only winning seasons he's had since he's been here. His winning percentage is exactly what Harbaugh's was across that four-year stretch, including an 8-8 eight eight season. Harbaugh did a really, really good job. And I'm not saying Shanahan's doing horrible, but people forget, I think, how good Harbaugh really did with this team. Yeah. Jamar says uh, he's a new member. Oh, thank you very much. The Goose says, what's worse, Harbaugh losing the Super Bowl to Joe Flacco or Shanahan losing a 10-point lead to Mahomes? 10-point lead, in my opinion. Um, I mean, they're both bad. You both... A loss is a loss. End of story. Yeah, a they, wins, a wins, a loss is a loss. But I, I'm just going off my personal feeling as a fan. I remember leaving that Ravens game. It was like, yeah, they they lost, but they were coming back. They almost had it at the very end. Versus you had the lead again, Kansas City. For three quarters, you thought that the 49ers were going to be Super Bowl champions, and then you got your heart ripped out at the end. I That feeling was much worse to me. Yeah, I, I just felt like that that Harbaugh, they were totally unprepared. I think they had a penalty on their first play. They fell mm -hmm. behind. And the only reason they got back in the game was because there was a power outage, and they got like a half hour to get their shit together. That was embarrassing, too. And then the way they finished up, like it was like the, the original Marshall. Like, you can't give the ball to Frank Gore one time. You're just going to throw the same pass over and over and over. Yeah, Kyle gets that a was passer. also really weird. What a weird Super Bowl to play your brother. And I don't, I don't know. That was That was kind of a bizarre Super Bowl. Official BNA Music 88 says Kyle gets a pass for being a Super Bowl winning ball boy. <laughs> Thank you. I teed it up. You knocked it out of the park. All right. <laughs> we got to move on. We're running out of time. Debo Samuel is having a down season. Now, he had some big plays, that catch and run against the Rams. He's still averaging 10 yards uh, after the catch per reception, which is pretty much his career average. He's still doing that. But the problem is getting him the ball. He's only catching 57% of his targets this year. That's because he has seven drops in six games. That's 15% of his targets. That's how that's disgusting. That's that's the worst of his career. Um and then as a running back, he's not a threat anymore. He was a threat with Lance, but ever since 
I mean, in the last seven games with Jimmy, he's averaging 3.2 yards per carry. So he's not the wide back anymore. And as a wide receiver, I mean, just getting him the ball is an adventure. Once you get him the ball, he's great. But ah, that's not what they're paying for. That feels like more like a regression than an improvement. Yeah, I don't. I personally don't put it on Debo, though, because he is he's kind of a gadget guy in the sense that he's not a traditional wide receiver. He does so many things good, and there is a little bit of scheming that has to go into getting him open, and it goes back to Kyle Shanahan putting guys in the best place to be successful. The league has figured out when Debo's in the backfield, he's running the ball most of the time the few times that they throw in a wrinkle grant where they have him on a texas route or they fake the handoff to him that's when they start to get teams teams are like oh i wasn't ready for that but then you go right back to just handing it off to debo when he's in the backfield so instead of adding wrinkles and changing things up and and being progressive they just say okay well we'll just stop putting them in the backfield and we'll we'll go back to making them a wide receiver which okay i would say the it I would say Debo's worst attribute is before the catch. He's he's good at the catch point as far as being aggressive. He does have drops. There, that's There's that. But he's not going to get the most open from his route running. And then after the catch is where he becomes unstoppable, the best in the league. So, But you've got, you've got to figure out how to get him the ball. You have to get him the ball so that that third step activates. And if you're not scheming him open then he's not going to be one of those guys that just routes you up and is always open. It's just not the case with Debo. So, yeah, Debo may have regressed, but I don't think he's regressed as a player. They just have regressed in how to use him dynamically. I don't know, man. If he's not going to give you anything as a wide back anymore, if if that – I mean, I, I'm sure he would if Trey Lance were the quarterback. But with Jimmy, I mean, at least this year, if he's not going to give you anything as a running back and, and he's going to drop 15% of his targets, like that is not what you're paying for. That is not what you signed up for at all. So I, I would like to say, yeah, I mean, they could use him better, but Debo, like, catch the ball? Catch the ball? I mean, when you're 26, I mean, do you remember there was that clip that came out of him and Ronnie 2K talking about the, how much he plays 2K? And it starts off when yeah. Debo has 2K in his hand and he throws it up in the air and drops it. And he goes, oh, I actually have good. I swear to God, he drops 2K. Catch the ball. Catch it. Work on catching 2K. That's just a bad look, man. And it's like, yeah, you missed the offseason. You weren't there. You're a little rusty. All right, man. Well, it can only go up from here. Be better. You're still a great player, but like this is sloppy stuff, man. You drop 2K. And you're like, he can say, no, no, I have great, I have great hands. No, you don't. You don't have great hands. We saw that. People don't forget. I feel like he has great hands when the when the catches are difficult, when he when he's forced to concentrate. If he isn't yeah. forced to concentrate and it's laid right in his chest, that's when he starts Bloody. looking around and he has just a routine drop. But if you throw it high, oh, he's coming down with the rock every single time. Maybe that's the trick. Jimmy, just throw <laughs> the ball high every time. He'll be straight. That's why I'm being tough on Debo because it's not like I'm asking him to do something he can't do. He makes extremely difficult catches. Extremely, it's like, yes. dude, like focus, man. Seven seven drops in six games? That's bad by your standards. I'm trying to look up, like, a drop percentage. It's got to be by number one in the league by far. By far, I would imagine, but I don't know. What did he have last year? Was it, ele- was it 11 drops? Uh, let me tell you what it was last year. He had 10 drops in, okay. in 16 games, and his drop percentage was 8.3, and people were making a big deal about it. Now he's got seven drops in six games, and his drop percentage is 14.9. Debo, you can do so much better than that. And the Niners can yeah. help him out. But, yeah. like, that's a bad look. And coupled with not being able to run the ball anymore is like, man, he, that's why he's not taking over games as – last year he took over every game down the stretch. You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't stop him. It's like, oh, you're going to double cover him? Oh, now he's running back. Now it's like, well, running back doesn't work, and he's going to drop the ball. Like, I <laughs> – I don't know, man. I don't know. This is a bit. This, this is a problem. But once here's the thing. Here's the here's the upside. The silver lining. Once he gets his shit together, they'll be great. You know, once he gets his shit together and Jordan Mason is 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 involved and all the players come back from injury, this team is still really good. But uh, this is a reason why they're three and three. Him. Oh, what what? Slow I mean, one hundred percent. He's the yeah. 
He's not playing so to important. his best. I, I think we right. have a fundamental disagreement as to why. He's going to drop the ball. He he always drops passes. Debo's can he drop like can he be... drop like a few less? That's all I'm saying. Just yeah, like, like a two or three less. Would that be helpful? Just a two or three less. Yeah. Be, okay, right. there, there was a game like there was a, there was a game a few weeks ago where he had like two two uh, nine targets and two catches and like four drops. That was bad. Yeah. That was yeah, just don't do that anymore. That's not good. I agree. All right. Is the 49ers Super Bowl window shrinking or expanding? Okay, this this one's interesting to me because I felt like they had to get it done really next year. That was like the end. They have through next year. Trey Lance has this year to develop. Next year's the year. And then they might have to do some rebuilding. But I think the window might be expanding. And not because of something that the 49ers are doing, Grant. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, it came out today or a couple days ago. Not today. A couple days ago that he's planning on retiring at the end of the year. So you've got Aaron Rodgers set to retire, allegedly. Tom Brady, I mean, come on. He's not playing next year. He's Mm. already not looking at his best. He's going to retire. And then let's not forget that Aaron Donald almost retired last year. If they go, I don't know, 8-9 and and miss the playoffs, you think he's sticking around for that? He's probably going to call it quits too. So just by default, you've got three major contenders to you over the next few years that are are basically pulling out of it saying we're not good anymore. Let's we're rebuilding. And mm-hmm. so because of that, you could get to continue to go off and try to win Super Bowls and the NFC is atrocious, Grant, and I don't think it's a short-term thing. This is a long-term issue at least for the next 3-4 years. So I Believe it or not, I actually think the window's expanding right now. I really do. I, I, I love your optimism. I do. I do. So let me try to balance it out. Because, I mean, uh, it seems to me that, like, five of the 49ers' best and highest paid players are uh, pretty old. You got Trent Williams, who's about 34. Eric Armstead, who's getting to 30. Jimmy Ward is 31. Juszczyk's 31. Kittle's 29. I mean, if those guys are, like, meaningful pieces of the Niners' Super Bowl window, then it's not expanding. I mean, they need to capitalize on the time with these five right now. Because I feel like Kittle and Armstead and in particular, and even Juszczyk aren't necessarily the players they were two years ago. Um, but if you feel like they're, those guys are negligible and you can replace them, then, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this uh, Super Bowl window would probably be more, you know, coincide with Lance and Debo and Ayuk and um, the younger players. And the, there are uh, Bosa. There, there is a younger contingent on this team. But these four guys, Armstead, Ward, Juszczyk, and Kittle have been on the team since 2017. Williams is older than all of them. I don't know. How important are those five guys? They're important, but they're also always out of the lineup. It's true. It's true. I mean, Armstead's already gone. Ward's been gone. Williams been – yeah, it's true. It's they're, true. They're always out. So, yeah. I mean, just even if you have somebody that's, I don't know, 70% as good as those guys, but they're constantly there, that might be enough. I Unfortunately, hate to say no one's it, constantly there in the 49ers. That's true. That, good, I don't know good why. Point. That, fair point. Yeah. Touche. I don't know I why. On that one. I don't know why. But that's but just been their also, pattern. Also, I guess this expanding thing comes down to your belief in Trey Lance. And I know a lot of people have wavered or never believed in him. I think everybody knows my thoughts on Trey Lance. I'm not wavering personally. So I think that Trey Lance is going to be really good still. And so that's why I think it's expanding. Here's why I waver. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what wavering means. Here's why like wavering means like I'm, I'm, I'm less certain because Kyle blew the last two years straight up. Not the last two, the first two years of Trey Lance's career wasted him. And I'm a little worried about the effect that's going to have on his development. Now, if you told me that Ken Dorsey was going to be his coach next year, I'd feel a lot more bullish and optimistic, but we don't know what's going to happen. And maybe Kyle Shanahan is the perfect coach for Trey, but I have my uh, questions about that. Yeah, that's, I think that's fair to question. I do question that. I agree. Are the Niners in the driver's seat or the passenger seat for the playoffs, Jesse? Both. <laughs> let, let me explain. Let me that's explain. impressive. That's I know that was good. I know. Yes. Both moving on. All right. So they are in the passenger seat when it comes to the rest of the NFC, not the NFC West. They are completely in the passenger seat because they've lost to the bears. They've lost to the Falcons. The tiebreakers are not in their favor when it comes to the rest of the NFC. So if they're in a position where they are going for 
a wild card spot and they're one of the final couple teams to make it, they are absolutely in the passenger seat as it sits right now. However, they are in the driver's seat when it comes to the to the division. They're two and zero in the division. Yeah, the division does not look good. Believe it or not, the best quarterback right now in the division is Geno Frickin Smith. Who saw that coming? So they are in the. And driver's the Niners seat. made him look just like Geno Smith when, exactly. when they saw him. Yep, they yep, are the one yep. team that did it. Yeah. So they are in the driver's seat when it comes to this division, but that doesn't last long. If they start out three and five like last year, the difference was. When they started out three and five last year, they had two games remaining versus the Rams. They could right mm-hmm. those wrongs. Mm-hmm. If you start three and five this year, you're one on one with the Rams and you're done playing them. So if they uh, figure it out or they trade for a CMC, then what happens? That's my question. Yeah, I mean, they're in the driver's seat in the division if they can get healthy and stop getting injured. But like, when is that going to happen? Um, it seems like they're trying to make that happen this week. They're trying to be optimistic and hope that Bosa and Trent Williams and Jimmy Ward can all come back triumphantly. But I'm a little worried. I mean, it feels like, you know, must win game. They got to have these guys. And it's like, I don't know. Hopefully they don't get injured. I I don't know what's going on with Ward. That's going to be tough to play. It's not like he's going to intercept passes with a club on his hand. But Hafunga may not play either. He's in the concussion I, protocol. I know. That's, so that's the Niners are in a little worse. bit of a desperate spot. And I hope they don't make bad decisions based off desperation. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think they will. I, I genuinely, I when don't. Trent Williams got, well, okay, I shouldn't trust that they won't, but I don't think yeah. they will. When Trent Williams went down, I initially said right away, when they didn't put him on IR, that he'll be back to Kansas City Chiefs game. Because they kept talking about four to six weeks and yeah. possibly a week earlier. That is exactly what they said over and over and over. So this puts him at four weeks. And I think if last week was a playoff game, I think Bosa would have played. But they figured, ah, it's the Falcons. We can beat Here's them. We're on turf. Let's Here's let's wait till next week. Here's my question. If the Niners had taken care of business last week against the Falcons and won, would Bosa, Trent Williams, Jimmy Ward be rushing back to play this week against Kansas City? The Niners were coming off three straight wins. I think Trent Williams would play regardless. I don't know about the other two. Because that's the, it, it, it should be they'd be playing regardless. If the answer is no and they're playing because they got to have this game, then that's the wrong reason. They only should be playing if they were going to play regardless, is, is my point. And I don't know. I'm not the trainer. So, like, you know, hopefully they get it right. I'm just trying to say it preemptively as quality control. What about Traverius Ward? What's up with him? Didn't practice today. He's a corner. Uh, you got to be real careful. Um, groin injury is usually multiple week injury. I'm surprised that I'm surprised that Bosa's back. Uh, Kittle missed two, missed two weeks. It seems like Bosa should be missing two weeks too, just to be careful. But Ward, I'd be shocked if he played this game. What what the Niners might do is try to have Jason Verrett come back out of nowhere. I don't know if he's ready for it, but if he is, all of a sudden this defense could be really good. So I don't know. I think that's exactly what they're – it sounds like they're trying to get him back. So either way, whether Ward plays, it sounds like Verrett's going to be available. This just feels like such a desperation week. Hey, Jason, we really need you. Hey, Nick, we really need you. Hey, Trent, we really need you. Like, okay, good luck. I mean, it's just week seven. You could lose this game, win next week against the Rams, who you always beat, and be 4-4 four and four the bye week and regroup. And you got a real easy schedule after that. Like, to me, this is not a must-win game. And they definitely could win it. But uh, they could lose it and lose some key players along the way because they were trying so hard. I don't know. It's football, but uh, I'm a little nervous about the vibes. The vibes. Yeah, I think the Rams game is certainly more important, I would say. It's a a division game. It's a a conference game. Yeah. If Kyle finished under 500, will will he be back in 2023? Not if I have anything to say about it. Let's see. So, yes, he will be. I don't know, man. Jim Harbaugh is going to be there on Sunday. Let's see what he can do. All right. What would impact the 49ers more this week? A win over the Kansas City Chiefs or a loss? I would say 100% a win, but I feel like we're disagreeing a lot today. So 99.9%. No, I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. It's, it's okay, a win. Right. If they, I just said it, right? If they lose this game, it's it's not, not the end deal. of the world. You it's can really win next not. week. You can win next week and be 4-4 four and four and... and peak later in the year but if they win this game i mean here's the thing if they win this game people are going to call them super bowl contenders and that might be an overreaction because kansas city like 
Their defense is trash. Let's just put it that way. I think their defense is trash. They have a couple good players. Uh, I think they're overrated. Mahomes is great. Kelsey's great. But the rest of the team, I don't know. So the Niners could win this game and ultimately not win the Super Bowl. This is not the Buffalo Bills who they're playing. No. Or even Philly. So I'm saying. You, gotta I'm not, one, you can't get too high or too low in, in, in life. I'm, I'm 100% with you. I also feel like if they were getting ready to play the Rams, the swagger of the fan base is, oh, it's the same old sorry-ass Rams. We're beating right. the Rams. We're good. But yeah. when it comes to the Chiefs, like, well, it's the Chiefs. They beat us in the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes. They're not confident anyways. So right. if they win this game, all of a sudden, the confidence in this team goes big time, sky high. Sky but if high. they lose, like, oh, well, we kind of expected that. We'll just beat the Rams next week. No big deal. So I yeah. agree with you. I think a win 100% impacts this team way more than a loss ever could in the eyes of the fans and people around the nation. I just want to point out that they lost last week to Buffalo. Buffalo's a great team, but they lost last week, and the week before, they won by one point against the Raiders. So, yeah, man, I mean, this team is not a juggernaut. This team is not great. It's good, but the Niners are good when they're not bad. I would say the bigger indictment on the Chiefs is losing to the Colts. Ra- yes, Raiders- they lost to the Colts. Ra- yeah, the Raiders. The Raiders are a division game. Division games can always the the you we saw true. You but, say that, but look true, what happened last year against but, the Cardinals. That's true. That's true. But the Raiders suck. The Raiders for sure, suck. they do. Yeah, they for sure suck, and they <laughs> oh, they were like this close. Yeah. So I'm just saying the the Chiefs are vulnerable. They lost Traverius Ward, didn't replace him, can't cover anybody, anybody. They still have Frank Clark and and Chris Jones. Those guys are really good. And Kelsey's great, and Mahomes is great. It's four players, man. Who what else they got? My bold prediction going into this season is that Kansas City wouldn't make the playoffs. I didn't realize that the rest of the AFC West would be as horrible as it was. But it's not Kansas City's really basically the same team I thought they would be. I just thought the rest of the AFC West would be formidable. And yeah. Not. Yeah. The Raiders ended up being the Raiders, and the Broncos ended up being way worse. Way the Broncos worse. are so bad that it's like they might be stuck with Nathaniel Hackett. Because who the hell wants to be, who the hell wants to hitch their wagon? Russell Wilson for Did the you next see that season, quote? right? Did you see that From quote? Sean Payton? Yeah. He said it, he said it like on the record, right? Yeah. Really nothing controversial about that at this point. <laughs> and what's what crazy is Russell Wilson to wants to be Drew Brees so bad. Well, Drew Brees' coach is out. Yeah. Out. No, thank you. Jeff says Armstead over Buckner still makes my head hurt. What the, well, your heart hurt. What the Niners could have done was just trade both of them. You know, I mean, if you don't want to, Pay Buckner. I don't see how Armstead is worth the money. I mean, it seems to me that you really shouldn't be spending big money on defensive tackles unless it's Eric Armstead. Unless, <laughs> unless it's Aaron Donald. Unless it's Eric Armstead. <laughs> Let's play the over-under game before we both have to leave. Let's do it. I like the and over-under game. Just so you know, I'm up two weeks on you, Grant. I beat you Damn. by one last week. We by had what? three... Damn. We had three disagreements last week, and I got two of them. You got one. So. I tip my cap. You're good. You're a tough opponent. <laughs> you whooped me last year, so this is a comeback story. All right. Over <laughs> or under the offense having 130.5 rushing yards for the 49ers? Boy. That's basically asking, is Jordan Mason going to get a chance this week? <laughs> kind of. It kind of is, right? Because they ain't getting there without Jordan Mason. Okay, before you answer that, before hold on, before you answer that, because I don't want you to answer two with one. Yeah. The next one is Mason and TDP. Either one of them combined, one of them, whatever. Do they get over 0.5 touches combined, Mason and TDP, in this game? All right, let me go to the first one. Um, I'm going to go under. I think okay. Kyle isn't going to figure it out until the bye week. He's pissing me off. Because Mitchell comes back? I... I he just needs to like he needs a week to catch his breath and figure out what he's doing and figure out who his best players are. I just don't think I think he was totally oriented into Trey Lance and he had to switch to Jimmy Garoppolo on the fly and his offense is vanilla and he needs a week to figure it out. So I, I think he's his off I think he's gonna stick with Jeff Wilson. I think it's gonna be under for TDP and Jeff and Mason. He's gonna he's gonna do exactly what he's been doing the last two weeks and roll with Coleman and uh, Wilson to the detriment of the offense. That's what I think. And I hope I'm wrong, man. I freaking hope I'm wrong. Okay. 
I'm going to go be optimistic. Be optimistic. Well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make it yeah. suspenseful, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely not. Are you kidding me? They had, what did they have, like 50 rushing yards last week? Yeah. That, I, it seems to me that Jeff Wilson Jr. is, they overused him. I mean, not only did they give him a hell of carries, but those last two games on turf, they 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 take your legs. They take your legs away mm-hmm. from you. And I feel like he's, you got those last two games on turf plus the jet lag. I feel like the whole team's going to be like a step slow. I mean, unless they give Jordan Mason his opportunities, they're in trouble. But the thing about the Niners is he they eventually will give Jordan Mason his opportunities and they're going to go on a run. That's going to be their saving grace this year. Believe they me. don't have to because Mitchell's coming back. Grant, Mitchell will be back after the, the bye week. So he's still not going to get his touches unless Mitchell gets hurt. Assuming Mitchell stays healthy. I mean, yeah. Mitchell's been hurt all year. He had surgery. Sure. He was around for training camp for like a, a week. And then he pulled his hamstring. And then he came back and hurt his knee. Like, eh. He's starting to feel like Jeff Wilson from last year, you know? But we'll see. Yeah. If he can get in football shape, he'd be great because he's really, really good. Yeah, he is okay. very good. Okay. We agree on this. Debo... Over or under 9.5 touches? Hmm. He'll have two carries, and then he'll get 10 targets, and he'll drop two of them. Under. I'm going to go over. Okay. I, I think this is the game where they. Here's where I win. Debo Debo's going to get a lot of touches this week. I feel like he's going to be extremely featured in this offense. Okay, you step up. So then the question is: Ayuk and Kittle combined ten and a half touches over or under. Did a great job last week getting him the ball, but not so much in prior weeks. I want to say over. Over. Those guys are the ones catching the ball. Kittle and Ayuk. Okay. Over. I'm going to go over as well. I think I think they're going to have to throw a lot because I expect them to have to come from behind in this game. So most likely a lot of throwing like last week is kind of what I see in their future. So That's funny because if they have to do that, they're going to lose. I didn't say they were going to win. I said they were going to have to come from behind. <laughs> they have one way to beat teams, and that's running more than passing. If they have to pass more than they run, they're probably going to lose. If they get to run more than they pass, they're like almost undefeated, practically. At least with Jimmy. At least with Jimmy. So they got to find a way to control the game because their defense isn't going to shut down the Chiefs. They got to find a way to control the game with their offense. And um, there's a guy who wears number 24 who could help, but I don't know if they even allow him to get they on the team. They don't know who play. that is. Who's yeah, that? I don't know who that is. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, over or under 1.5 turnovers for the offense? Ooh. I'm going to say, oh, man. I'm going to say, oh, God. I want to, ooh, man. (laughs) I'm going to say under. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's such a huge freaking game. Yeah, they're tired and they're coming back from the East Coast, but they cannot play like they played last week, and they were pretty mistake-free the weeks before that. I'm going to say under, man. Give them the benefit of the doubt. It's a veteran team. They know they got to they got to protect the ball this week. Yeah, I, I would think so. Also, also the Chiefs I think have tw- have given up twelve touchdown catches and intercepted one pass. So it's not like they have a bunch of playmakers in that secondary. They don't have Teron Matthew anymore. That's true. Honey Badger yeah. is not there, and neither is Traverius Ward. I agree with you. By the way, I was just hoping I could bait you into it. I'm gonna go you under. Almost as well. did. You, you were banking on my inherent negativity, but I, I well, yeah, I surprised you. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely did surprise me. Okay, yeah. let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Over or under 23 and a half points given up? <laughs> 23 and a half? 23 and a half. 23 and a half? Well, yep. how'd you get that number? Because well, 24 is a pretty round number that gets scored over. a lot. Over. 23 and a half? Over. <laughs> okay. Seriously? What are you going to say? I'm going to go under. Okay. Okay, well, I just I, I just beat you. You lost. <laughs> Under twenty three and a half. Okay, yeah. Explain. Bosa's gonna play. I believe that Verrett's gonna play. I actually think that w- both wards are gonna play. Yeah, I think they're gonna go under. The defense is gonna be fine in this game. I actually think the defense is gonna be played pretty well this game. <laughs> you think I so? Do. Yeah. I think they're gonna give up more than thirty. Oh. 
Really? Yeah. Dang, so you're saying I could have stretched this to like 26 and a half and you would have still taken you the You could over? have said 33 and a half. I would have said, <laughs> you could have said 37 and a half. I would have said over. Dang. I don't know, man. I don't think Traverius Ward's going to play. I'm not certain that Jimmy Ward's going to play. And even if Ward does play, I mean, how good is he going to be? How good is Bosa going to be? Is he going to be explosive? Or is he going to be like, I, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. This is a, uh, this is a team that can score very quickly, the Chiefs. They can. And the Niners are like the most methodical offense in the history of the world. We've seen them score in, I don't know, 13 seconds and 12 seconds against the Bills twice now. It's pretty crazy. Okay. The Niners had a minute and a seven to, to, to score something at the end of the last week, and they didn't, they didn't score anything. But Did you see Josh Allen take the Buffalo Bills 99 yards in like 77 seconds to score a touchdown? See, that's my thing with Kyle and his offense, his like complimentary offense. You're never going to win a Super Bowl. You tried to beat the Chiefs that way in the Super Bowl, but what they did was score 21 points in the fourth quarter. They can do that. You know, they, you go up against these great teams in the Super Bowl that have these quick strike abilities and you can't do that, you're going to lose. So either Kyle has to add that element to the team in the next couple of years with Trey Lance and Danny Gray or whatever, or they got to find someone who can, and they do it in Buffalo. I'm just saying there's a guy over there who's from, he went to Miramani High School. You don't know about that, but it's right over here. He's a Bay Area kid. He might just want to come. He played for the Niners. Listen, I don't, don't, don't ever right, get one. my hopes up like that. Come on. Okay. Over or under 260.5 passing yards given up? Over. Over. Dude, Diamador Lenore, get ready. Get ready. You have no. De- oh, man. Yeah, no, over. Over. This is, no, 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 no. Over. I don't have I high hopes for the defense this week. This is a I tough matchup. Yeah, it is. It is very tough. Yeah. I it's a tough matchup. Yeah. Okay. Over or under two and a half sacks by the defense? Over. I think the Chiefs are going to pass a lot and give them opportunities. Their offensive line has not been good. No. And, and Their team is not that good. Tackle? But Their they do offense score. is good, though. Yeah, I mean, they can score. Mahomes is that good. And when you have that kind of a quarterback and you're going to get up against Jimmy Garoppolo, it's fair to bet on the guy with Patrick Mahomes. Just Yeah, no, that's 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 definitely <laughs> fair, fair bet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely leaning the other way. I agree. Okay. Last one over okay. under 0.5 turnovers forced. I'm thinking under Okay. And here's why. I think the reason the Niners... I could be wrong. I mean, they're fluky. But I think the Niners were forcing turnovers by being elite in all three levels of their defense. I mean, two elite corners. There were no weaknesses. And they were forcing, like, coverage sacks. And I, I just feel like there are completions. The last quarterback just went 13-14. You know, and the Niners are all of a sudden, instead of being in your face, contesting every catch, are like... Playing very conservative, like, hey, we're playing backup DB. So I, I, I just, I don't know. I'm saying under. Also, I don't even know if Hafunga is going to play it. He's their playmaker. Yeah, Hafunga being out makes it really tough. Yeah, I think Mahomes, say over, take it. I, I am taking over. I'm taking it. There you go, Grant. I'm playing with house money this yeah, week. That's I'm right. Let, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm letting it all hang out. I got house money. I'm up two weeks. What's, right. what's a week? I can give up a week to you. Come on. That's a good point. That's a really yeah. good point. I'm I I'm the I'm the one over here that needs to like take risks and make up ground because I'm losing. See, you're you're playing the Kyle Shanahan route and I'm just going I'm playing it risky over here. <laughs> e money <laughs> says Kyle equals Fredo. Harbaugh would develop Trey play Mason. See, that's the thing, man. I love that, you know. Kyle loses and everyone's like, man, I, I miss Harbaugh. Harbaugh had his own issues. But oh, yeah, all of did. a sudden, like, he could do no wrong. And he, If he were here, I don't know. Could Harbaugh win a Super Bowl with this roster? Don't know. He's never won a Super Bowl. He had some good rosters and he couldn't get it done. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. Thank you, Big Mix. Appreciate you, man. Ramon Clark says this game has to mirror the Saints game in 2019. No run game or defense. Just a lucky air attack. Yeah, and again, the Chiefs can't stop the pass. They got two good pass rushers. They got no one in their secondary. You can throw on the Chiefs. You can. And you, you you have to. But at the same time, the Niners can't win if they throw too much. So it's like <laughs> pick, your, pick your spots, but control the game with your run game if you want to win. Yeah. Uh, one tough. more. 
Yeah, it's tough. Is it a coincidence that Fangio is a consultant? He's likely waiting for D'Amico to become a head coach next year and Harbaugh to take over. Lance is his cap. Harbaugh to take over. I don't, yeah, no. I mean, I, think I, I, do, I, I do get the feeling that the Niners have Fangio lined up if and when Ryan's leaves. I do get that feeling. I do. I have, I have that feeling as well. Right now, the it's interesting because the defense in the league has made a shift. It was a lot of single high safety. Right now, it's a lot of two high safety. It's a lot of cover six, which it's Fangio him. runs. It's all and Fangio stuff. Yes, it, they're they're basically running a hybrid of Sala and Fangio's defense. And so Fangio's yeah. a consultant. I think for two reasons: one, to help them because they asked for the help, and two, if he is going to take over the defense next year, probably want to have some of those things implemented and ready to go, so that they're not learning a whole new system. So, I think it bodes well for him if he does take over. Yep. I say Ken Dorsey and Vic Fangio in 2023. Just kidding. Oh. Let's see what Ken Dorsey... Let's see what happens the rest of the year. All I'm saying is, when you watch Kyle this year and evaluate him, also evaluate the guy in, in Buffalo. Keep in mind... Think like Jed. You're not wedded to this guy. You got options. And you want what's best for the team, not what's best for Kyle. So just keep that in mind. Compare them. Currently, the dude in Buffalo has the number one offense in the league and the number one quarterback in the league. It's good. And he developed him. Other than that, he's got some. He's, you know, he's only been an OC for six games. So let's see what happens. And the one time he lost, he 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 destroyed his office, which was yeah, yeah, he did. He, he, yeah, that was insane. And he played quarterback, so he knows what it's like in this league. That's true. He's gonna be. A I head like coach. that. He's gonna be a head coach next year, I think. And Shanahan's not getting fired this year, so I think that pipe dream's gone. I think that's where Kafka can come in in twenty twenty three if Shanahan blows it. No one year. said fire. No one ever said fire, Kyle trade but if you feel like yes if you feel like you could get someone better and you need some trade capital man i got an idea i got an idea just saying first <laughs> quality I'm control anyway. doing his best work dave barclay says hey guys i watched everything since game but this is my first live catch since sunday okay why does it seem like kyle puts together his plays but when it's not working he can't change from whatever he set up for that day I don't know, man, but it doesn't. It's it's not. It doesn't speak well. I feel like the best offensive coaches are the ones that adjust. And if you've been watching Brian Dayball in in New York, his offense isn't great. He has no weapons, but his his offense gets better as the game goes on. It's fun to watch. You can see him adjusting and figuring out what's working, what's not, and going into the stuff that's working, leaning into it. Forty ers are ranked twenty sixth in the league in second half scoring. Is that good? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Does Jed have the cojones to move on from Kyle in 23? Um, you think no. Um, it'll, no. It's, I, I, I really think this Sunday is going to be interesting, man. Uh, this is going to be the fan base's first opportunity to tell Jed how they feel. If they lose and Harbaugh's there and Kyle's there, the, the fans can make their feelings quite well known. Now, the Niners might win this game. But I'm very curious. I feel like this Sunday is a big week, a big day for Kyle. You got your... You got Jim in the house, man. And like, ooh, ooh, I wouldn't like that, you know? I feel vulnerable. Yeah. At my weakest. At my weakest. Right where I'm going to fall for to three and four potentially for the season. You got Jim over here, like, smiling and kissing babies. Like, nah, I don't want that at all. Better win this week, Kyle. That's, hey, hey, Nick Bosa, I need you, buddy. I don't, I don't know if you caught this, Grant, but i guess i'm blocked so somebody showed me the article but i guess kawakami wrote an article about about uh shanahan probably feeling feeling like this is not like basically what you're saying like this isn't good i've got this guy now here this is not a good week for this and shanahan texted him i guess and said no i don't have an issue with him being of here. course hey, you have to, to text you, him. you gotta play it you can't act like you're threatened but yeah i'm telling you Harbaugh's going to get cheered like he's never been cheered before. And Kyle's going to get booed hard if he loses this game. And Jed's going to be there watching the whole thing. And Harbaugh's going to understand what's at stake, and so will Kyle. And, it's gonna, and so will everyone. And it's going to be really dramatic like that week when everyone was yelling, we want Carr back with Alex. I mean, it's going to be legendary if it goes down like this. And I hope it will because I love drama. Love it. I feel I feel like going out of your way to text him that tells me that you are a little perturbed by it. I mean, if I were Kyle, part of me would be wanting to go to Jed and say, this can't happen. But the other part of me is like, no, I can't show weakness. <laughs> I can't let him know that it bothers me. But it does. <laughs> I'm weak. I'm going to lose. 
<laughs> My whole team's hurt. Why are you doing this to me, man? If Harbaugh was the coach, he could develop Lance like luck. I mean, that's why the Niners hired Harbaugh, right? I mean, part of the allure with Harbaugh back in 2011 was that he developed Andrew Luck. He was the quarterback whisperer. Kyle is not a quarterback whisperer. He's the he's like the quarter. He's the guy that gets in the quarterback's ear and just yells at him. Throw your first one. <laughs> that's Kyle. The opposite of the quarterback whisper. Grant, you know my opinion. Mason should play. Kyle should be fired regardless of what happens next. He doesn't care about the fan base uh, or winning. He acts as if he's superior to everyone. Get the F out. Please bring back Harbaugh. Well, he's coming back Sunday, man. That's, you the, go. Protect, that's the protect the team mentality. I'm telling you, fans don't like that. Can you give Jed's email publicly? Hell no. And I don't know it. <laughs> Yo, I got to go. I'll, here, I'll, I will give you guys a trick. Actually, DM me. I'll give you a trick. I can tell you how to find it. Yeah, really I, there, there is a trick, but I don't want to do it. DM no. him. Yeah, E-Money says, is Tom Sula, a.k.a. Ron Jeremy, performing at halftime? Here's the thing. Okay, so, so okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's why Kyle's in a bad spot, okay? Okay, so Kyle's 3-3, three and three, looking at 3-4, and four, okay? Harbaugh's undefeated in Michigan right now. Chip Kelly, undefeated at UCLA right now. Jim Tom Sula? Went seven and five as the head coach of the Ryan Fire this year in the NFL Europe. So Kyle, you might want to have a winning record this year. That's all I'm saying. Because all your predecessors are well, two of them are killing it. One of them is you know getting by. Vac twenty nine says, would the next coach want Brady next season to win a Super Bowl or uh, and want Trey sitting again so the Super Bowl win buys the new coach unlimited time to develop Lance? I feel like the next coach wouldn't be dumb enough to say no to Tom Brady. Although Tom's kind of making himself look bad this year, so we'll have to see what happens. He's looking like he's a little checked out on football. He's not as like laser focused as he was in the past, taking days off, going to his birthday parties and stuff. What yeah, Brady. I think Brady's done for. I think he made a mistake coming back, and I, I think he's he regretting it. I personally I think, think he's like, regretting it a little. bit. He's like, this is like military deployment. Like, no, it's not. Quit. You yeah. can quit right now. It's not that hard. Anyway, I think our show is over. Jesse, what you got going on the rest of the night? I actually don't have anything. I had to move behind enemy lines till tomorrow night. So stay tuned for that. That's where I have a Chiefs content creator on, and we get to learn all about our opponent this week. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. That's cool. Thanks for watching. Twisted Clown says Kyle whispered to Trey up the A gap. That is funny. That is funny. <laughs> Stop giving me money. The show is over. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, thank you very much for watching and have a great night.